Fox Cat. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 77, an exercise in excitement. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Ross McQueen. Hello. And to my right, the sometimes fascinating Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Uh, gentlemen, it's been a big week of sport, big weekend of sport. It has. On TV, we had the, uh, the pre-season grand final. The mm-hmm. NAB Cup preseason football grand final. Yep, that's one sport. Cup and the Grand Prix. People driving around in cars, that's not sport. That, oh. that was on two different channels, people driving around in cars at the same time. Really? Yeah, they had the V8 supercar. Oh, did they? Which I think it was on at the same time. It outrated the Formula One. Well, that's because uh, this year the Formula One Grand Prix was quite a boring race. That's true. And we also had the uh, World Championship Swimming. Which is several sports. All of them not drowning. <laughs> All of them a delight to watch. Really? Is it George really? Do, do you like watching the swimming? No. no. But people love it. People oh. are mad for watching the swimming. I can't believe they've thrown away so much money building a temporary pool at freaking Rod Laver when we built, when we upgraded uh, the Sports and Aquatic Centre for the Commonwealth Games last year. Tap dancing penguin. I can't believe I missed a tap dancing penguin. No, you didn't. And you'd think it would be a guy in a penguin suit. No, this was a penguin. <laughs> with, with taps on its feet. Uh, yep. That's hilarious. I don't think it was intending to dance. It was just trying to walk. <laughs> it was just trying to walk. <laughs> Why is it making this noise? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I uh, also want to say I, I watched the grand final on Channel 7. Mm-hmm. And what a fantastic combination Bruce McAvaney and Dennis Cometti make. That's the NAB Cup grand final? Yes. The uh, AFL preseason grand final. See, everybody loves Dennis, but I'm not not so much of a rap for Together, him. together. Together, you think they could? It was just, it was football the way it used to be for me. Mm. Who won? Carlton, 25 points. So, they're going to be wooden spooners again in the <laughs> main season. <laughs> Quite possibly, but you know. That, that seems to be the way it goes over the last few years. Let's wait and see. We've got a, a big, a big box cutters for you this evening. Uh, we've got some ratings talk. Or this morning, if you're listening. Or this morning, if you're listening. It's this evening when we're recording it. It's whenever... Big box cutters, whenever you're listening to it. This week. A big box cutters day. Yeah. (laughs) Or or possibly not. (laughs) It's not going to go for a whole day. It's it's, it's really just going to go for about 70 minutes. Okay. Let's just say this week. This week on box cutters. It's huge. What? Coming up. Nice. We've got some talk about ratings. Uh, We've got two I don't buy it. Two? Two iron it's like Brett. It's either a feast or a famine. Now, we yeah. haven't actually checked this. Hopefully, we're not doing the same thing. Ah, uh, it'll be fine. Potentially two. <laughs> I don't buy it. Uh, we've got uh, things you may have missed, but hopefully have caught up on after last week's heads up from Ross. Yes. And uh, some Raywatch. Going to finish it off with pork. And as always, going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. News. It's news with the with the box. Kick things off with the box cutters news. And now for the news. Channel Ten uh, Network has announced that a former network executive, Rick Mayer, who left in 2003 to work in the independent production sector... Mm-hmm. He was ha- one of the young ones originally. No, that was... <laughs> no. No? Okay. No. No, that, that was Ricky May. Ricky May. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He was two or three of the young ones. Yeah. <laughs> there were four... And he was fat. Uh, he left in 2003 to start an independent production company and has given that up to go back to a TV network. It's gone where the safe money is. Mm-hmm. It's gone back to Channel 10 as uh, the... Oh, what is... He's the new executive producer development. Executive producer hyphen development. Oh. Is this so, a, a channel from a Channel 10 media release? Uh, no, it, well, probably originally, but... 
but I'm not reading it it's directly from a channel. That, uh, no, this is uh, as reported in Variety. It's interesting they've spun it that way. One of the higher-ups at Channel 10 have actually resigned. Um, I can't think of his name at the moment. I didn't bring notes in on it. Um, but uh, this is off the back of uh, falling down in their key demographic of 16 to 39. Well, actually, they're... 16 to 39? Six to, no, 18 to 49 is the key demographic. Well, the article that I saw said that they were doing really poorly, 16 to 39. That was, that was last yeah, but year. They've gone up to 18 to, to 49. 49. <laughs> they, they announced that at the end of last year. However, the demographic of 16 to 39 is not good for Channel 10, and one of the high-ups in the network is leaving. Uh, right. <clears throat> is he being replaced by... Quite by possibly. Rick his, uh, his notice expires in July. So uh, that's box cutters again. First with the <laughs> maybe it's true, maybe it's not news. No, no, both both of those are true. Yeah, yeah, but but, but, but the idea the idea that one is replacing the other, it's which kind of like John said, hey, to it's be exciting fair. because this this excellent guy is coming coming and joining our our organisation. Not mentioning that they're they're kind of pushing off the the old guy that's failed. Well, they're they're two different items re- released in in different weeks, Brett. I don't think that they're. The article I was reading was released today. <laughs> the yeah. article that you're reading that you're paraphrasing but don't have any notes on mm. was released today. And Make, you think that that article... Make some clicking sounds on the keyboard so we'll think you've got a computer. And, and, you, and you think that that article may also be related to this article that I'm reading out. Wait, wait, he'll just check his notes. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we clarified that. Brett, do you have some news? Yes, I do. Uh, Some guy at Channel 10 is doing something. (laughs) Doing so he's leaving. News on the ABC front. uh, Off the back of last year's axing of the glass house, or non-renewing of the glass house, Mm -hmm. uh, they're actually returning with a remake of the late 1980s stand-up comedy hit, The Big Gig. Are they actually going to call it The Big Gig? Uh, because every time the ABC have done a stand-up comedy show since the big gig that has not been the big gig, they've always said, okay, we're trying to make it like the big gig, mm-hmm. but no one mentioned the big gig. Mm. What? So, is Paul Robinson going uh, to be EP on that? Yes. Right. Yep. Uh, uh, Ted Robinson. Ted Robinson. Paul Robinson. Uh, the neighbours. <laughs> um, who? Elv uh, uh, Robinsons in TV. <laughs> they're all the same to me. <laughs> who was responsible for the Glass House, the Big Gig, uh, the Gillies Report, Live and Sweaty, and World Series Debating? Which was and the one Newsweek? <laughs> he he does he does run GNW well, TV. Which which was the one where they uh, they kind of did stand up in all different parts of the studio, and the audience just kind of that was that was Big, big gig. gig. No, no, no. More no. recently, stand more up. recently, yeah. Stand up hosted by Michelle Laurie. Right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, where that, Stand up. Yeah, mm. again, they said... And it was exactly... It was like the big gig without a confetti cannon. Yeah. And, uh, and this is, no one mentioned the big gig. Was, no one mentioned the big gig. Blah, 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 blah. They shot a, a pilot of the show uh, up in Sydney recently with Eddie Perfect and Sam Bowring. Bowring? Bowring. Uh, <laughs> that man has too many surnames. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, also, Tim Minchin was approached, but due to his booming international career skyrocketing, he uh, couldn't be involved. You know what? If he's got such a great international career, he could buy some shoes. I I suspect he chooses not to, a bit like Will with his thongs. Yeah, I've had words to Will about that. Uh, The UK uh, are finally cottoning on to what Australians cottoned on to, or some Australians cottoned on to in the media. Uh, a while ago, and that's that shows like Quiz Monkey are designed to rip off people with phones. Ah. Not just that, but uh, people who are up late at night, perhaps not being able to sleep because they've got, uh, say, a pile of outstanding bills. Yes. And uh, w- one contestant playing in uh, a, sh- a show in IT- on ITV mm-hmm. in the UK uh, apparently received a phone bill for... Almost nine thousand pounds, which is I think two and a half million dollars in our money. <laughs> it's uh, it's approximate. So so the uh, the so uh, the uh, the show today, a BBC radio show, 
has been asking the question as to whether or not these shows should be legal. Well, they're actually federal senators that are calling for a bit of a look into it. Um, into the whole phenomena. Here or in England? Here. Um, Saying that uh, because the the prize pool is less than $5,000, it doesn't come under gambling or raffles legislation. Yep, that's right. Um, But they want them to keep an eye on them in regard to the other legislation. And uh, it's interesting because ITV have actually been given... uh, quite a good rating by Deloitte, the financial organisation. And uh, a lot of that is because of revenue that has come from these ridiculous phone-in and game shows. Well, they've got su- such a vast, uh, bigger audience. That's a badly put-together <laughs> sentence. Uh, a much larger audience in the UK than they do here. Mm. I actually think if they actually had a monkey, it'd be worth watching. If there was a monkey who answered the phone... No, of course, they've got a monkey on the Channel 10 version. No, that's the host. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> it's, Hot Dogs isn't doing it anymore, is he? Yeah. It's not on It's not on at the moment. Right. And Quiz. it'll be interesting to see what happens with Letterman yes. when it comes back on for the Up Late Game Show. Yes. Which... Uh, mm. I meant to bring that up last week mm. um, off the back of uh, Rove coming t- into an 8.30 slot. Mm. The uh, the thing with uh, the thing with Letterman is here's an opportunity. There will be uh, there will be people staying up to watch a little bit of Big Brother up late at say eleven thirty, mm-hmm. and here's the opportunity for Channel Ten to have half an hour of Big Brother up late, a little bit of uh, conversation, a little bit of he said she said, a little bit of Mike Goldman, mm-hmm. and go into Letterman from there. Build the audience for Letterman so that when they move Letterman back down to an eleven thirty time slot. Mm. they've got a much bigger audience for him. I actually suspect that what will happen is we'll have two hours of people sleeping on Big Brother as if that's meant to be entertainment and then go to Letterman at 1.30, 2am. When you see a bit of dancing doona action, it's it's excitement. Ross, you're saying that like I've got no pool at Channel 10 at all. (laughs) Yes, surprising. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I used to own that network. Or Donkey, if they had a Donkey, Quiz Donkey. Ooh. Just, just a donkey on screen. Call now. <laughs> I reckon that'd work. A real donkey or a guy in a donkey suit? No, no, a real donkey. Guy in a donkey. Do you know suit how expensive it is to get a donkey? You make up for it. Surely, the amount of people that would call on based on that, you'd make up for it. I can tell you first that, hour that a donkey would cost more than any one of those monkeys that they've got on. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure of it. Kerry Packer says Channel Nine. It's minute. okay. What? Kerry, Sorry. Is he talking from the grave? James Packer. <laughs> I don't know. It's the, the Glad heads, I checked on that. Their heads are so similar. <laughs> heads. Sorry, what was he saying? We, we, ja- we, we were ja- spooked by the ghost there temporarily. Ja- James, James, pa- Packer. James Packer said at a uh, subscription television and radio association conference in Sydney mm-hmm. that Channel 9, not so bad. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, it's, not, it's not a very interesting story, but he's he's news? basically he's basically said that uh, Foxtel is doing very well, but Channel he has big hopes for Channel Nine and thinks that Channel Nine is uh, going to recover and be stronger than ever. It's interesting you should say that, given that there are reports during the week that the Sunraysia takeover. That's that same report that comes out every week that Maguire's going. That uh, that Sun the Sunraysia bid for Channel Nine Perth has apparently fallen in a bit of a hole. Bruce Gordon or Gordon Bruce, the, the <laughs> dude that owns uh, Win, um, isn't willing to give up without a fight, and they own forty five percent of the station. Right. That that is that is a big problem. Bruce Gordon or Gordon <laughs> Bruce. Is, wasn't he Batman? <laughs> no. Yeah. That's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and Commissioner, and Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm anyway, pretty sure so- it's Bruce Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got an idea. Let's go and do some research and then start the show. <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about these stories. So why do you interrupt then? <laughs> because I had more information just in my head. But clearly not. <laughs> on my piece of paper. Just because something's in your head, it doesn't mean it has to come out of your mouth. T- to be fair, I don't think it's just Brett tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have been missing uh, Larry Emder from the Airways recently. Really? We have. He was hosting Celebrity Dog School. I haven't finished my James Packer story, but I don't care anymore. Not two weeks ago. 
Was he, he the in host? Fact, yeah, he in was fact, the host. Last week. On Channel 10. Yes. yes. Well, Larry Emder <laughs> is to host the new Channel 9 morning program. Channel 9? 7. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I just... Somebody was at the door in my ear. Let's start the show again. It'll be, it'll be much better once we get through rehearsal. Right, the Channel 9 morning show. Channel 7 morning show. Why are Channel 7 going to be showing the Channel 9 morning show? <laughs> Are they it's calling been... it Mornings with Kerry Ann? Because that'll just get confusing. No. Oh. What's it going to be called? <laughs> mornings with Larry. Tell you. <laughs> it's going to be called Mornings with Larry Ann. <laughs> is, is it a secret? Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> tell us after Jesus the show. Shit. All right. Uh, it's going to get much better. Don't stop downloading us. The. Uh, <laughs> The they, they, don't have, they, they don't have a choice. They've downloaded it. They have to... Do you think people are downloading bits and... and Sometimes you can listen in a Flash player online. Really? You yeah. listen to a few bits and then think, oh, I won't go with listen the rest to, of this podcast. to the start of it and go, nah. Right. How do you listen to Box Cutters and how far have you gotten through this episode? Email us, hooray at boxcutters.net. Or alternately, post your abusive comments on the blog, hooray at box... No. No. Just, just boxcutters.net. www.boxcutters.net. There's no www. You don't need the www. Yeah, but you can use it if you well, want. Why don't you just say www.boxcutters.net slash... Uh, why don't I say index. http colon slash yes. forward slash forward slash www.boxcutters.net forward slash blog forward slash index.html. Yeah, why didn't you just say that? I think it's actually index.php. But anyway, the that that interestingly brings me to this next news item. Which is that the uh, the uh, confidential gossip news column mm-hmm. and in, uh, the SMH? Yes, uh, Sydney Morning Herald for those playing at home. Uh, no, no, not Sydney Morning Herald. It's not. No, it's the uh, Daily Telegraph. Ah, okay. You said yes. Uh, I don't know. I was just trying to get you to shut up. I thought saying yes was the easiest thing I could do. Uh, that's going to be turned into a television show for Foxtel. It's going to be called Confidential. So in Sydney, I think the column's called Sydney Confidential. Mm. Uh, but the show—we oh, don't get that in the Melbourne Herald Sun, which is the affiliate paper. No, we no. get we get the I. Yeah, which is similar. Similar, but not the same. But not not as uh, not as kind of, celebrity media focused. Right. I was going to say not as slutty, but you know, yeah, yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are 13 30-minute episodes that have been ordered from Landmark Television, who also produced the Real Sea Change. Uh, wasn't that a winner? Yeah, yeah, that did really well. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting because the Daily Telegraph is owned by... Rupert Murdoch. And they own 25% of Foxtel. Yes, they do. Well, Rupert Murdoch's Fox News Limited. It's all the same thing. Yeah. It is all the same They're thing. They're the Fox part of Foxtel. Yes. <laughs> Who's the tell part? Uh, Telecom. Correct. <laughs> what about PBL? Uh, they... Uh, Surely it should be called Foxtel Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Fox- just, just to be fair, Fox Tebble. Yeah, Tebble. <laughs> yep. It's just, it's just too hard to say. And lastly, in the news, David Duchovny. <gasps> oh. <laughs> yes, Brett. Lastly, in the news. It's fine. Go. You can have it. David Duchovny is going to star in a series on Showtime, the poor man's HBO yes. in the states. I uh, can't believe it's not HBO. It's going to be his first uh, return to television as a as a lead actor since X Files, mm-hmm. which was I think nineteen sixty five. Duchovny's going to be playing a divorced writer juggling a relationship with his sixteen year old daughter. While blah 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 blah, it's the same kind of uh, Showtime we've heard it kind of before, but this time without ads. Mm. I think that's the idea. Okay. Is, uh, are they doing another series of Dexter? Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. They definitely left it open for another series of Dexter. More open than the novel left it, interestingly oh, enough. Oh, okay. Uh, so, and there were more novels. So, there are more novels for them to, to draw from. Yes. Uh, I'd like to see more Dexter. I thought it was a, a nice little serial killer show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there aren't many of them and there, there isn't an opportunity for them. But there's not more Huff, is there? Yes. There is more Huff coming. I thought Huff had been canned. I thought they only made 
two series of it or three series Ross, of it or whatever it was. You're going to make Brett it. cry. Oh, really? <laughs> um, you know how much he loves that show? What about Weeds? They are going to make more Weeds. They are? That's, um, that's a bit disappointing because the end of the second series was a fantastic ending and I think they really should have left it there. But I think they're just, they're just getting such good press about it and, and mm. have been get, getting such good audiences from it. What about Studio 60? I've heard nothing about Studio 60 and interestingly, neither of the cast. Oh, I, I did... Uh, <laughs> I say that having uh, having had uh, Matthew Perry on my couch all weekend. What about Futurama? Well, well it's if you've been, funny you should ask. If you'd been reading the blog, Brett, you wouldn't even have to ask. Josh, I did. That's why I asked. There oh, is a... Oh, uh, so now Dorothy Dix. <laughs> the, for those of you not reading the blog, there's a link to an interview with Matt Groening where he explains what's happening with the new episodes slash movies. And there are actually going to be four DVD movies, which are going to be about 90 minutes each. And then they're going to be cut up and made into episodes, which will presumably be about 22, 23 minutes each. You're looking at me oddly, Brett. And it, it sounded like he was adding extra stuff. I th- I th- my understanding is he's just really adding voiceover to tie it all together. So I'm imagining that one will be I guess crap check the and in the others will be good. I'm, I'm assuming the movies will be good. I don't care. Gimme, 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 yeah. gimme. Yeah. So that's great news for Futurama fans. You can Still find no that. word on the Simpsons movie, though. What? How do you mean no word on it? He oh. mentions that in the article. Yes, what, what but he didn't, he didn't say there what are, it was about. There are ads oh, for oh, it, though. Right. There are, there are they're, ads they're out. being very hush-hush about it what it is It comes out in a month and a half. June, July. Oh, July. July. 27. Mm. Almost August. And that is the <laughs> ill-informed box cutters news. In the beginning, there was nothing, and God created everything. He made man and beast. One day, man came across a chicken, and he said, I can use this. And thus, our rating system was born. It might be convoluted, it might make no sense, but it's the only system we've got, damn it. Ratings. Better than nothing, but only just. Convoluted and making no sense. That's like this episode. It is, it is indeed. A couple of interesting points from the past week in ratings. Uh, Not going to go over every day uh, purely because that wouldn't be that interesting. Dancing with the Stars is killing them on Tuesday night. How? How? I I don't understand. It's still watchable. It it does have a slightly better lineup of celebrities. Than it has had in the past couple of seasons. Yeah, I would say. It? Uh, Fifi Box, uh, uh, Naomi, Naomi Robson, yeah. Jamie Jury, mm-hmm. Dave from Big Brother. Um, from the last Big Brother? Yep. Wendell Saylor. The his, gay guy, the channel, gay farmer. Uh, yeah, okay. Gay farmer Dave. He's Channel 10. What is he doing? No, he's not Channel 10 channel anymore. Mm. No, his oh. contract's up with Channel 10. Mm. Yeah, Jamie Jury, uh, uh, token home and away person. A bunch of other people. R- Rebecca Malcolm and Lou. No, possibly. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they wheeled her out for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's going great guns, and, and there isn't much point going over those ratings. Is uh, she still around? I don't know. The, she was so cute in that silver ton of brown head. The Wednesday night lineup is actually very interesting. Uh, this week, Channel Seven won it nationally by only half a percentage point. So they had twenty eight percent, and Channel Seven had twenty seven point five. Wednesday night, so that's Heroes, and it's uh, Prison Break. Yes, yes. And what's before Heroes? Uh, no, no, Heroes, Prison Break, twenty four. Yes, is that how it's going? So twenty four starts at ten thirty, and whatever, yeah, whatever's before, like Police Files or World's Worst Crashes, or mm-hmm. I can't believe it's on TV. Police Cops, yeah, Police Cops. Uh, but interestingly, on that night, Channel Ten had twenty three point nine. So I mean, there's only a difference of four percent from seven through to ten. You add uh, into that mix. Thank God you're here. New episodes at seven thirty. Oh, yes, and it's pretty much even, Stevens. Have you got? Uh, have you got figures for the eight thirty to nine horses. o'clock? Just hold your okay, horses. Okay, okay, okay. At eight thirty, <laughs> uh, House actually won the whole night. That had uh, close to one point five million viewers. That was up against Heroes. Heroes is dropping spectacularly. Really, it's just over the million. It actually got beaten by Spicks and Specs. 
which came is in amazing ninth at one point uh, eighth at one with one point one million, and that, that was eight, a, that's eighth on the whole eighth over the whole night over the whole night, but second in its time slot. But yes, yes, yep. that's correct, and that's uh, great for Spicks and Specs. It was a particularly good episode. I don't know if either of you saw it. No, uh, it had uh, Weird Al Yankovic and the the girl from the Slits. She, she's balmy. Like she was she, a bit nutsy. She she was. No. She's about six beers short of a six pack. I think. <laughs> <laughs> she's just oof. so she's just those ring things that dolphins get stuck in. Yeah, right. that's pretty much it, and the noise. And. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Cold Case uh, had Cold Case is around about the same as Heroes, so it looks as if Heroes is going to drop to number four in that time that's, slot. That's really interesting because we said uh, we said at the start of this year that Heroes and House were both going to do very well. Yep. But when Spicks and Specs started, that was going to cause one of them big problems, and so it mm. turns out it's it's Heroes. I think. Yeah. It, interesting. I saw some speculation on the internet. I don't know if this is true or not, but somebody was uh, saying that possibly downloading is now hurting Heroes because the first few episodes of Heroes are fairly good. You get into Heroes, then suddenly you want to see the rest of it as quickly as you can, so you don't wait for it. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's true, but that's an interesting. I theory. wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised though. I don't think enough people are downloading to really warrant that. Being hurt, but then again, I, I don't have. There aren't any concrete numbers on that. Yeah, much like there aren't any concrete numbers in ratings. But yes. <laughs> the interesting figure from the night though was McLeod's daughters came second for the night with one point three million. Really, that's huge. And that uh, four hundred. How many new sisters did they find? <laughs> that's four hundred and forty thousand in Melbourne. So Melbourne's keeping it afloat, basically. Which is, I I wouldn't have thought that we were the McLeod's daughters best town but evidently we are well they shoot in adelaide yeah the uh, the, the whole uh, mcleod's sorry the whole melbourne thing if you look at the melbourne figures versus the rest of australia figures mm-hmm. melbourne's really unpredictable yes as it, it, it's a completely different part of the country yes I, got- I, I mean obviously geographically yes but- but as far as humans' interest go... Well, I've got a couple more figures that... that I'd like to think Melbourneians are smarter. I've got a couple more figures that back that up. Uh, Lost on Thursday nights, it's winning its time slot, like, and it's winning the night, basically. Yep. It's coming in number one. Nationally, it comes in number fifth. Right. Uh, number five. Number fifth. Number- yeah, it comes in fifth. If uh, if it wasn't doing so well in Melbourne, I think, uh, I think Lost would be in trouble. Again, with the Joanna Lee's murder... That was on last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that did terribly in Sydney and Brisbane, but Melbourne it did quite well. Um, Melbourne uh, Channel Seven has been winning Sunday nights quite comfortably with its beautiful Sunday mm-hmm. Ugly Betty Brian's uh, Grey lineup. Uh, Channel Nine actually won last night nationally, and in Melbourne Channel Ten came in second, so Seven oh, really? was relegated to third last night, uh, which is Sunday night. The uh, that that Joanne Lee's thing was pretty much unwatchable. Really, the first the first half an hour is just her screaming, and she's not a very good actor. Yes. Firstly, and secondly, uh, it's a lot of screaming, and it's just her screaming, mm. and that really really grates. And after about half an hour, I turned it off. Right. Well, I, I got put up so by all the promo shots. I don't know if either of you guys saw all. The- any of the promo images that they had floating around in the Green Guard and other television yeah. publications, but they were just the most cliched, ridiculous images that, like, they've got all the bits right, but the images just look stupid. Like, yeah. she's in the combi van, which is very recognisable as the same combi van, and he's there holding the gun to her, and she looks scared, but it just, I don't know, it just looked terrible. I don't know, and, and the, just... All the casting seemed a bit off, but yeah. Melbournians liked it. Yeah. Uh, just quickly on Sunday night, again, uh, we're talking about Ugly Betty versus 60 Minutes. Ugly Betty, 1.41 million nationally, 60 Minutes, 1.38. Oh, they're so, so close. 60 Minutes is coming right back after, you know, after a few people saying early on it was it was dead in the water. It's obviously, um, there's obviously some life in it yet, so... That's good to see. I just quickly want to go back to Wednesday. Uh, the 9.30 time slot is even more interesting than the 8.30 time slot. Uh, on Channel 7, you've got Prison Break up against, without a trace on Channel 9, up against Medium 
on Channel 10. Mm-hmm. They're all rating just under the million mark. Uh, Prison Break, 991,000. Without a Trace, 999,000. And Medium, 993,000. So that's all very close. And the interesting thing with that is the demographics skew slightly different ways. So Channel 7 would probably count that as a win because they're getting more of the younger males. Uh, Channel 9, it's mostly the oldies. And uh, Medium on Channel 10 is skewing more towards women. Yeah. So quite interesting figures. Something for everyone on Wednesday night. Mm. Thanks, Ross. What is with you today? (laughs) And that's the Box Cutters News. Are you one of those that follows follows the ads? Hello, this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. I don't buy how fascinating Brett Cropley is. <laughs> Believe it, baby. <laughs> I couldn't add uh, on the telly last night. It's um, the scene opens up on uh, a bunch of nuns in habits in a convent, a nunnery, if you will, uh, all being very uh, virtuous and and religious and uh, doing the whole being in a convent thing. Apart from one who happens to be running around making calls on a mobile. Hang on, I've I've seen a lot of nineteen sixties Italian films. The whole being in a convent thing, I think, has different meanings for different people. <laughs> Fans of just just Franco will know what I'm talking about. It might involve fingering. Next, <laughs> uh, making calls on a mobile, surfing the net on a laptop, working out in the Catherine Gim Alpine ski machine. Um, and the reason for all this excitement? It's a term deposit bank account that has a return at six percent. Um, it's fascinating, isn't it? It's an ad for Bankwest. But what I don't buy about it is, hasn't the advertising agency ever heard of the nun's vow of poverty? Yeah, well, that's, that's what I was going to ask. Yes. Maybe this is a... But if it isn't the whole thrust of the ad, uh, 6% interest turns nuns into psychos. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, yes. they are so, quite happy so to have... It's great for you and me. If you're a nun, don't go near it. Yeah, it, they, they can have whatever term deposits they like. Forget the vow of... Char- uh, pos- poverty. Poverty. <laughs> poverty. <laughs> Not just me. <laughs> They're not giving away sex. Forget those vows. <laughs> <laughs> Va- Vow not, nuns. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't buy that ad. Also because... It's very silly. It's, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous ad and it doesn't make me want to invest money. It also doesn't make me want to become a nun. <laughs> I don't know, I'd still go there, I reckon. Is it supposed to? Is it, is it co-produced with the Christian Television Association? I don't know, but Brett's saying he'd still become a nun. Are they, are they still around, the Christian Television Association? I haven't, I haven't seen uh, an ad from them in a long time, but to be fair, I haven't been watching afternoon television for a long time. That's true, that's true. And that's, that is when they used to advertise yeah. most to, to also, impressionable young that, children. That little, girl's, that little girl still has three pockets in her overalls. Yeah, yeah. what's in the one on the front? Jesus, she's got one on the front. And one she's on got the back. Jesus trapped in her little <laughs> on the bib. It's really? a, it's it's a mouse. It's a mouse. The one on the bib is a mouse. Oh, oh, the whole ad makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, now <laughs> I never understood why she had three pockets in her overalls, but now it makes sense. I think that ma- mouse died for our sins or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, is, is that the end of your? I don't buy. Yeah, time for my I don't buy. Yes. Okay. Picture this, picture this scene, if you will. It's a convent. There's a bunch of nuns. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I stepped on your joke, Ross. You I'm did. sorry. That's all right. I'm only joking. Uh, my ad this week comes from the good people at Centrelink. Support the system that supports you. Uh, basically, in this ad, there's a whole lot of uh, cheats to the system, brazenly talking to the camera, saying, oh, it's okay, I can get away with it, I'm smarter than the system, I know how to, I know how to dupe it, etc., etc. Then at the end of the ad, there's one poor sap who has a court date, and he's upset his friends by telling them he now has to pay a fine, pay the money back, and has a criminal record, amongst other things. Do community service. Do community service, all that kind of stuff. How is that going to help him find a job? Exactly. Now, uh, I'm not going to get into Centrelink and the supposed good job that they do. Um, 
But what I don't buy is the last image that comes up at the end of the ad. The guy walks into a Centrelink and is served straight away. <laughs> this is completely false advertising. This has never happened in the history of Centrelink. You could arrive at a Centrelink two hours before it opened, camp out, concert style, get in first, and there'd still be people queued up from the night before. I actually, uh, I'd actually like to put this to the people at Centrelink. Perhaps if it was possible to change your circumstances easily more people would do it. You can't get through on the phone. You can't step into a Centrelink without at least a two-hour wait. I put it to them that more people would change their details if they were able to. Surely there'd be some sort of simple web form, wouldn't there? If you want to, if you want to take less money off them, you're not actually applying for anything. You don't need to be accepted for anything. You just tell them, I don't need as much money. It's been a while since you've been to Centrelink. Fill, in, fill, in, a, <laughs> fill in a web form and, and hit the submit button and you're all done. To, to be fair to Centrelink, Ross, I'd have to say that on their forms, it does say very clearly, have you worked this fortnight? How much money did you earn this fortnight? Uh, and that's on the fortnightly form that you have to hand in in order to get your doll. Yes, that, but you're just, you're, you're very, very, very narrow view there. That's, you're only talking about doll bludgers. There are plenty more people who get money from Centrelink other than just doll people. And they don't, they don't fill in forms? No. Right. In fact, I would hazard a guess that the majority of people on Centrelink don't fill in forms. Your standard, typical, dull person would, but yep. uh, but a lot of people who get family assistance and all that kind of stuff wouldn't. Right, and you can lie about how many kids you've got and stuff. Well, you can lie about whether your circumstances change or not. Right. Anyway, Q-free Centrelink, I don't buy it. Hi, I'm Josie Pirelli from Chart Busting 80s, and you're listening to the guys on Box Cutters. Things you may have missed but hopefully have managed to catch in the last week because Ross gave you a heads up on it at the end of last week's show. I did. This week we're looking at... This week in that segment, (laughs) we're looking at Life on Mars. Life on Mars. Yes. Brett, did you manage to catch any? Did Uh, did you remember that Ross gave you a heads up? Yes. uh, Right. You can can, uh, can play the man on the street for, for... Our, uh, our review and talk about it. Uh, this is a show from England. It's on the BBC. Manchester Detective Inspector Sam Tyler is hot on a killer's trail, a killer who may possibly have dust, just abducted his girlfriend when he's hit by a car. And he wakes up in 1973. What? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, as and as the credits so uh, so well spell out, has he gone back in time? Is he in a coma? Is he mad? Uh, the people in 1973 that he works with seems to think that he's transferred from another branch, from Hyde, and uh, he basically goes about being a copper back 34 years. Oh, yeah, 33 years, and using uh, modern policing styles. Yes, uh, at a time when. Uh, policing it was all about smoking and smashing someone's head in. Yes, yes, which is where uh, which is where a lot of the uh, where a lot of the shows kind of comedy and and uh, and also conflict lot, conflict. Yeah, a lot of its story comes from uh, it's kind of a dramatic comedy fish out of water style of show uh, where yeah he's modern he's modern ways butt up against the uh, butt up against the old style way. For example, he's trying to get them to record interviews because they've, they've never recorded interviews before. Or in another scene, he's, uh, he's promising a witness that during the ID lineup they'll be behind special glass <laughs> and the, the crook won't be able to see them when, in fact, the ID lineup takes place in the cafeteria <laughs> in front of just about, uh, just about everybody in the police station. Uh, and, yeah, so Sam has to kind of to work through this and is constantly butting heads with his, uh, with his superior, uh, the Gov, D.I. Hunt. And it's, it's, it's a lovingly produced 70s kind of cop show, uh, very faithful to the fashions, the cars, the music, the haircuts, all that. It's, it's even lit. Just like the Sweeney. It's even lit to look like the, uh, to, to look like the shows that we see now yes. and the the degradation on those shows. Yep. Uh, this 
Life on Mars is lit to look like that kind of amount of degradation. Yep. So while still being very good quality, it's everything's a little bit hazy. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit uh, a, a t- not not out of focus, but a little bit overexposed. Mm. Uh, very interesting. Yes. Yes. And uh, online on just on that level, it'd be a good show. I think just 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 with that, it'd be it'd be watchable. I probably wouldn't watch it, but it it would be worth a look. What gives it its extra layer is the uh, is the psychology behind it. You know, this idea of what is going on in in his head. Is he mad? Is he in a coma? Has he gone back in time? He uh, Sam clearly thinks he's in a coma, and he hears voices that are possibly talking to him while he's lying in bed in the hospital, uh, and he's constantly upsetting the characters. That are in that are in 1973 by uh, when he ref- tells them what he thinks is going on and telling him them that he thinks that they are just products of his imagination. Uh, quite rightly, they get quite upset about that. I think the uh, the most interesting thing is the, the effect that the outside world, his world in 2006, has on his uh, has on his current situation in 1973. In one episode, there's a girl in the hospital and. He's telling the parents that they should talk to her to help get, bring her out of this coma. So it's, it, you know, you're wondering if that's just his subconscious dealing with his own his own position. Uh, in another one, he hears his mother's voice talking to him while he's in the hospital room. Uh, and so, in 1973, he goes and seeks her out in uh, and and finds his <coughs> excuse me finds his own family, uh, finds his mother and father, and his. Uh, and inevitably himself, um, or he's in 2006. He's living in a uh, factory that's been made over, and in 1973, it's still a factory, and a murder takes place there. And he figures out that the murder is pretty much right underneath his uh, dining room yeah, table. Yeah, it's in his kitchen. And, yeah, uh, and that that stuff is great, and also the the stuff where because I mean he did he does go and see his mother. He does. Uh, do policing in the same area that he grew up in. Yes. There's this uh, horrible feeling y- you get when, when you think, is he going to meet himself? And what happens if they touch? What ha- You know? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I would think that a lot of the people watching Life on Mars have also watched a, a fair amount of Doctor Who. Mm. And uh, and the whole thing with, uh, with the Doctor time travelling, and I, I don't know if anybody remembers... Uh, the uh, the the situation with the two brigadiers, where uh, the brigadier from the future actually goes back and meets the brigadier of the past, and the doctor explains to them what would happen if they were to touch and how it would destroy the entire universe. That that kind of thing just really freaks me out. Yes, but something you haven't mentioned, Ross. And I don't I don't know if you're getting to it. Is the horror element to life on Mars, and the thing that keeps me coming back is i haven't seen horror this scary without gore on television for for quite some time and and i'm referring particularly to the girl from the test pattern yes uh i don't know if if anybody remembers but uh the abc used to have test patterns as well where it would have a picture and uh, the picture would be like of a girl doing noughts and crosses with a doll uh well, up, up at a chalkboard. Yeah. Sam finds that in the middle of the night, this girl comes and visits him. Yes. And that is just terrifying. And then he always wakes up and sees that she's back in the television. And every time I've watched it, I think, how about you turn your TV off before you go to sleep yes. to, to avoid this kind of thing? He's also plagued by, uh, by visions of... Uh, a sunlit kind of foresty area, and he's running, and he's running, and there's uh, a woman in a red dress, uh, but he's not quite sure. Yeah, he's not quite sure what that's and so, about. And so there, there are lots of questions that that are brought up, but but they're really. I should say too, he also gets glimpses of his life back at home every now and then. In the in the mirror, he'll see he'll be walking through Manchester, and in the reflection, he'll see Manchester that is 2006, full of cars and neon lights and everything else. But then he'll turn around and it'll be uh, Manchester, nineteen seventy-three. And so these uh, these questions that that we're talking about that really really make the show are actually only a, a minor part of every episode. Yep. Most episodes are about the 
the interaction between Sam and his governor and uh, and solving a crime for that week and, and just being a buddy-style police drama. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I don't like about the show mm-hmm. is the opening credits. Oh, really? I think, I think him asking those lame-ass questions... Uh, obviously for people who have never seen the show before. Yep. They go, oh, okay, that's what it's about. But uh, it's, uh, am I going mad? Am I back in time? There's only one way to find out. Try to get back. It's, I just find that's just a little bit too A-team for me. Okay. Yeah, just, just- I can understand that. It's, it's quite a good bit of music, though, that goes with it, and I think that's quite a concise way to have the credits. I mean, you've summed up the whole plot in about 10 seconds. You've got a great piece of music, and then that's it. Yeah, that's that's true. Although I did like the uh, the opening episode. They didn't have the credits, obviously, because they wanted the episode to to show the premise. Mm. Uh, and I was a bit disappointed that they didn't have those first opening credits every week. That was a great uh, close up side shot of a car from looking back at the car attached to the headlight in some way as it was zooming through back streets and then cutting to graphics. That was that was pretty good credits too. Yeah. It's yeah. a it, it's it's a, a pretty good show and uh, a lot more fun than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so there's been eight the eight episodes in series one, which was screened last year on the BBC. Uh, series two is currently screening. They've screened four episodes thusly. The ABC has it and apparently is going to show it, but there's no word on when. So I, I presume it's waiting until it has both series one and two before they screen it. Uh, and it's being remade in the States. I think it's going to be in the next the next fall season. Being written and, I think, produced by uh, David E. Kelly. Right. Who, Does uh, he realise that, that there's no, there are no lawyers in this show? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be called... Uh, Instead of life, life on life Mars. on Boston, life on Boston. <laughs> uh, so yeah, David. E. Did Kelly. I step on your joke again? There, that's right. Yes, yeah, Boston public, Boston legal, picket fences, uh, uh, Boston practice. McBeal, Broken McBeal, the the Boston practice. the Boston practice, uh, and the little little scene snuffle off. I guess goes to church. L- L- L.A. law in Boston. He, didn't, he was he, just a writer on it. He was a writer on it. He level. didn't create it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's life on Mars. It'll be. Uh, oh, uh, what I was going to say is yeah, because it's being remade by the Americans, they'll probably do more than the entire British run in its first season. Because I think uh, I think they've announced that this will be the last series of it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was always only ever going to be two series. Mm. And they said that to do any more than two series really just blow out the premise and yep. uh, and make it a little bit ridiculous, which doesn't happen in any other country. No. It only happens in the UK. That's true. That's true. Bless so, them. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Life on Mars. Hello and welcome to Today Tonight. Hello and I'm Naomi Robson. Swearing. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just want to see the look on Brett's face. Rewatch. A very quick rewatch. It's it's a little extended. It's extended into the late news, but it's pretty much current affairs. Um, Sandra Sully, late news, uh, Channel 10, last Tuesday. It's just a story. Of a lovely lady. (laughs) Who is bringing up the very lovely girls? With... One-legged Heather Mills. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And they moved into a piece in her uh, doing some TV stuff in the UK. Why one-legged Heather Mills? It, uh, it was just hang on, so hang on. This is, quote, one-legged Heather Mills. One-legged Heather Mills. Was that part of the story? It was how she introduced the story. No, no, no. But what was the story about? Because there have been... her being on TV in the UK. On, oh, um, no, so not on Dancing with the Stars in America? Because she's going on Dancing with the Stars in America. Which, I was in America. Which there's been quite a bit of publicity about. And they may have referred to her as one-legged Heather Mills because apparently some bookies in Las Vegas give you three-to-one odds about her leg coming off during the tango. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that was the thrust of some of the stories. So that, that may have been that, why. That may have been it. And, and also there is, uh, there's, there is no chance that she could have two left feet. That's true. That's true. No, she might put is the wrong the leg on. Is it the left one that's gone? 
Uh, no, no, I mean, in any case, she's only ever got one foot. Ah, right. If it's the left one that's remaining, Cause, then cause she, could, she could get somebody else's left foot and put it on the right leg. But still, it wouldn't be a foot. Then it would just be a prosthetic. to left feet. The, the, the whole thing with Heather Mills is Yoko Ono suddenly not... She's suddenly a lot more popular. Yeah, Yoko she, destroyed she, the Beatles. I still hate her. No, yeah, one, hates, no one hates Yoko Ono anymore. She, she's the, no, she's no, not sorry, the no one most hated for, partner anymore. No one except for Brad yeah. hates Yoko Ono anymore. Do they hate her? Yeah, I, I think no, no, Heather Mills. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What a the ter- Beatles fans hate it. Yeah, yeah, because she's taking uh, terrible money grabbing whore Paul McCartney to the cleaners. So, well, it's Paul McCartney. No one touches Paul McCartney. No one takes him to the cleaners. No, come on. And she left him the day before he turned sixty-four. Yeah. Oh, did she? Oh, it's like a week before. Yeah. Oh, irony. Yes. Mm. Did she break up my text message? <laughs> Is there footage of it? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I just, I just, just thought yep. it was one-legged Heather Mills. I think, I think one-legged Heather Mills because it's, uh, it's a lot nicer than saying money-grubbing whore Heather Mills, <laughs> which just... Sandra Sully I think was going to say but then didn't. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table. And if you want to write to Heather Mills and tell her what you think of her, heathermills at boxcutters.net. She'll if you want to write to well us, you can, you can write to us at hooray at boxcutters.net. I can't believe it's pork time already. It's uh, this, this, Listeners, I know you've sat through a lot and we, we apologise about that, but this will be a first for boxcutters, this pork. The pork will actually be higher quality than the rest of the show. <laughs> Hey, if uh, if you're a quick downloader, or if you want to hold off until next week, ten o'clock SBS Monday nights. Uh, Wilfred begins tonight. Brett, when you're saying if who's, you're a quick, who's Wilfred? Uh, Wilfred is a series that's uh, based on a short film that mm-hmm. was uh, written by Adam Zwar and Jason Gann and directed by Tony Rogers. Which which um, one of those is the and, and driver so- from uh, or the sportsman from? Um, uh, the Wedge. The Justin wedge. Gann is the sportsman. Yeah. But is Ad- he a driver? Oh, it's, no, it's, just, it's, it's never. But, yeah. but Adam's, Adam's 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 is also the hippie in. teacher in The Wedge. Okay. Uh, um, so that, that doesn't give it very good pedigree for... Uh, for <laughs> oh, no, this, hey, this pedigree. Was, <laughs> yeah, you like what I did there? This was yeah, before. That was clever. About a dog. Yeah, this was yeah. before they got into uh, The pound Wedge. Pound for pound, I think it's, a, <laughs> it's not as good a show. It's It's about... It's about a, a guy and his pal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the viewers are going to flee. <laughs> <laughs> it took out the Trump test best comedy of uh, a number of and years it was, ago. It was a great short film. It's a very funny Not short. as good as our puns about <laughs> dogs, though. <laughs> um, but, uh, good, t- good collar, though, Brett. <laughs> Tony and... and Tony and Adam actually worked on those HBA ads. Uh, Adam was the guy that had oh, with the, the free for free. Oh, ads. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also with the runner hitting the door on the, the van. Ah, uh, yep, yep. Right. Yep, yep, okay. I didn't like those ads. They were a bit poor. Oh, d- <laughs> <laughs> I was... <sighs> no, that was better than mine. I was I was going to go. Sorry for that pause. Ah, that's, you see? That's, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Hey, what's on after that? What's on after Wilfred? I'm not sure. It's, I'm not sure if it's the same show from last year, but it's Anatomy with Gunther. Oh, really? Ah, but I don't, but think, not, I don't think it's Anatomy for Beginners, but it's a repeat. Right. So it's, it, for those who aren't sure what that means, it's been on before, <laughs> but it's not Anatomy for Beginners. It's called Anatomy with Gunther. Blah, 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 blah. But, and so <laughs> is, is, Gunther, is Gunther the wide-brimmed German? Yeah, I assume so. Do, do we know if that's the same guy? Or I assume so. There can't be too many other Gunthers in anatomy shows. No, no, no but was his name Gunther, the wide-brimmed German? Was his name Gunther? I think so. I think so, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, for those of you who aren't keeping up with the blog, I don't know why not, but you should be. Uh, Boxcutters.net. Season 10 of South Park premiered on Monday night, but they started with episode 8, which was ridiculous. Yeah, why? But good to see season 10 on finally. And there are strong rumours going around that Veronica Mars has been cancelled. Yeah, this, this upsets oh, me greatly. Now, they, there's they actually are going to on the link that you had. Oh, is it? Um, yeah. Saying it's still cancelled or they're saying, not sure? Saying it's one of three things. Uh, it might skip a couple of years and she'll be at the FBI Academy. That, that was a different so link that I had as straight well. Straight out of... That uh, was a that was a whole different link on the same... There was two links on the page. One was saying about her at the FBI Academy and one was saying about... No, the original news blog had been updated. Okay. Um, or something else or it, it'll be cancelled. I, th- I think it would be quite interesting. For, I, I'm a big Veronica Mars fan. I think mm-hmm. it's a fantastic show. And I think it would be quite interesting to see them take her off to the FBI Academy straight away. I mean, during this current season that's on air in the United States, uh, she is being given an internship, like a summer intern program to mm-hmm. the FBI. So that's an obvious lead-in. Uh, and the Good thing idea is, to skip a few years as well. Yeah, well, the thing is... How much more interest can you get from from college? I mean, we've we've had two years of high school, yep. one year of college. It's essentially the same thing. This would be really reinventing the the show considerably, uh, and you get to get rid of some of her terrible friends, mm-hmm. uh, but keep the really good actors on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I would really love to see that. I think that that would be great. Uh, I doubt they're going to do it. I doubt it's going to fly. Well, it only came back this year after a petition. Uh, that was the strength of it. The strength of the petition essentially got it over the line. Yeah. In the on the new country and western. Uh, the CW music network. Yeah. Uh, it's not country and western music. It's, uh, it's CW. Ah, okay. But yeah. Well, what's CW? It's just the name of the network, Brett. Just, it's just the name of the network in the states. CW. What does it stand for? It stands for Quality Programming for Younger People. <laughs> really? Where's the W? No, no, that's what it stands for. <laughs> that's that's what it stands for. It's like apt. Yeah, which uh, stands for Strangely Compelling Content. Anyway, uh, also on the blog, uh, we were talking about uh, the uh, A Current Affair Today Tonight Wars. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I uh, said something. That I think they're the Corby Powers Wars. The Corby Powers Wars, and uh, and Stephanie Powers. Fourth of five. Read the blog, Brett. Fourth of five. Stephanie uh, Powers TV reference. It was a joke. I know, but then so was my making fun of you. Stephanie Powers is cool. What an awkward pause. The, uh, <laughs> see, it doesn't work when you do it twice. That joke. It doesn't, well, we, we, I thought we'd stop the dog analogies. Oh. Uh, uh, once st- bitten, twice shy. <laughs> we'd stop the dog and pony show. Ooh, pony. Now we could do pony ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, a horseshoe above the others. This is... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. The, uh, the, the current affairs wars are, uh, are happening at the moment in, in heated battle mm-hmm. uh, with... Uh, with the, the Corby scenario and uh, and somebody, I think 4th of 5, said, well, do you remember the Paxtons? Yep. And that was 11 years ago. And from there I went on into a little bit of a rant about how how much some of us would love these shows to change, but they don't. And the people who just don't have that drive keep watching it. Yep. Uh, I think that's, that's what I meant when I said uh, people appreciate their own ignorance. Right. They don't. They don't want anything different. Yes. They like to know where the bargains are. They yes. like to know uh, the problems with breast enlargements. Well, just look back at the ratings for uh, Wednesday night. Uh, today tonight came in number five uh, with one point two million. Uh, Current affair came in number eleven with just over a million. I mean, fantastic figures. The, the, if you're getting that every night, why why would you change it? Yeah. Which is fair enough. Uh, and people don't want it changed. No. We want it changed. Yes. Uh, but maybe we're not people. No, we're not. <laughs> Talking of wars, uh, I've been very much appreciating the Chasers War on Everything's uh, Dom Vi takeoff ads. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, just reminding people that they're around. Uh, they're going into that Wednesday slot. 
Yeah, because um, I think Extras has its last episode this week. Extras series two. Uh, I've actually missed almost mm-hmm. all of it. Mm. Which is, which I don't know, I think is a shame because I still like the... Uh, I still like the idea of Extras, even if I didn't like the episodes so much. I laughed a lot last week. There were some Sorry, funny things. Yeah. There were some very yeah, funny the, things last week, but they kind of didn't fit with the show. Or a couple of the jokes. One of the jokes was very funny and did fit with the show, but another one just... It was funny, but it seemed like uh, where he's dealing with the uh, the results of a non-flushing toilet. That was that was very funny. Yes, but that was Stephen Merchant. But doesn't right. really it didn't really seem like it belonged in extras. I thought, but but it did belong in Dumb and Dumber. Well, possibly, but well, it, well, it was in Dumb and Dumber. Oh right, okay, yeah. It was flushing. It was just a floater that wouldn't go. Yeah, no, it was after that when he uh, got some of it in his eye. <sighs> I also want to talk about the uh, the South Park discussions that we've had on the blog. Yes, people saying. Uh, series 10 of South Park was no good. People saying this current series that uh, has only had two episodes, Series 11, which is on in the US at the moment, was no good. I feel it important to remind people that South Park is still, far and away, the best comedy on television. Like, the best Cartoon. sitcom. No, the best sitcom comedy on television. Mm, I don't know if I'd go that far. I'd say it's the best animated show on television. I still I think The Office and My Name is Earl are pretty funny. Oh, see, I think uh I think I think South Park's better than both of those. I I like I like both those shows. I think they're both very good, very strong shows. Mm. Uh but South Park I just think is is amazingly strong. I think we just judge it harsher because they've raised uh, the bar for themselves. They've raised the bar for themselves and and maybe we've also gotten used to it. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Series 10 was excellent. Yeah, I, that's I keep saying that. That was the one that's just starting now on SBS. Fantastic series. And I thought the, the first two episodes of, of this series were also very good. Yes. Yes, very funny. And did you guys catch Cheetahs last night? After no. What About Brian? No, no. Surprisingly not. Especially surprising for me, given I'm not watching What About Brian. <laughs> You're not enjoying that either. No, he's, Cheetahs. Just, he's just not watching it. Yeah. Cheetahs is a show that's, uh, for those playing along at home, it's a bit like Cops, but with uh, private investigators who get to set up confrontations, complete with the security in tow, a little bit like a travelling Jerry Springer show, if you will. Um, some of the people involved don't give releases to, to use their images or their names. Um, they, can, they seem to be able to choose either or. Um, so there's a lot of blurring out of faces through the show, and also when all the what's that word? I can't think of that word. When they have the confrontation, um, there's always you know lots of swearing and and they beep it out, but they also blur out the the mouths. And um. you know if somebody kind of flips the bird, then they uh, blur those out as well. Last night, one of the threads ended up, ended up down in a lake. Uh, with the the girl confronting the cheetah with the other girl while they were having a uh, swim. At one point, they had a cutaway shot, so they had a trio of ducks just kind of paddling <laughs> around, <laughs> all disturbed by the lights and commotion. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, they hadn't signed a release either, so someone had decided their identity needed to be protected and blurred out the ducks' faces. <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. <laughs> That's, that's gold. That is very funny. I, was just, I mean, just even if they had the shot of the ducks, I'm just imagining a swearing confrontation going on and then just these ducks walking. <laughs> I'm like, you couldn't get two further apart images. Like, yeah, that's very strange. I, I would love it if on all shows, whenever there was something that they couldn't show or it, it, it just some ducks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, it, it reminds with me that... blurred faces. That excellent uh, Simpsons episode with uh, the TV show Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and they have that uh, that cutaway shot of uh, of Ben just holding some woman's palm. Yeah, yeah, in, in, in his paw. Yep, getting her to talk into the microphone on his helmet. Yes, uh, Josh, are you watching The Apprentice? I am watching The Apprentice. What? <laughs> if, not right now because uh, I'm not home yet. We but. can uh, we can give a bit of a spoiler on this, I think, because it's on Foxtel. It's yep. not screening. It's not going to screen on Channel Nine at all. Uh, are you enjoying the rule changes? The the rule changes as far as uh, what's happening on uh, people as far going as to the pe- project managers. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Do you I, think uh, that's good? I think that's uh, I think that's working out quite well because because uh, it means that strong people actually do get 
their kudos. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, the uh, they will remember that uh, Carolyn and George were fired in the cliffhanger ending of last season's Apprentice. Yes. Did they do it uh, on air? No. Nah. But that, no, would but that, been, would, that would have been so good. Yeah, mm. if, he, if he said, a posh English guy, you're hired, but Carolyn, you're fired, <laughs> and George, you're fired too. That would have been or, great. Or, you're hired, which one do you want to fire? Oh, I want to fire both of oh, them. Oh, that would have yeah. been exciting, yeah. Uh, but now the project manager, if they win, they stay on as project manager. They also get a seat in the boardroom. So they're also so they, one they of become the people one of Donald's advisors. who advises Trump on who to uh, who should get fired. I'm, I'm not sold on it. I'm not. I'm not really sure it's working. I think. Uh, I, I think I, it works as far as the strategy goes. I, I think when we saw uh, Suresh, is it uh, sure? Sure. <laughs> he was fresh from. Uh, he was fresh from his stint on Heroes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be a scientist anymore. Know, I'm going to be on The Apprentice. The apprentice. Maybe uh, Soraya, or I think Soraya. Just go with anyway. We know who you mean. Uh, he, um, uh, when he was up for, for being fired. Yeah. Uh, and he had come from the other team. Yes. And uh, and because the project manager from the other team could be there and actually say words in, in his defence. It that, helped him. That works and, and that helped him in... Uh, yeah, uh, in that capacity, what I, I firstly, really, as far as the boardroom goes, I don't care. As long as I get to see more of Donald Trump's son, played by Bud Bundy, <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump's son, Don. Don, Don looks so much like Bud Bundy in a suit. It's it's. I just love it. I I could look at that and laugh all day. <laughs> Whereas, uh, whereas Ivanka looks I, like a mannequin that hasn't quite come to life. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think I think Ivanka's ve- very lucky that uh, her her mum was uh, was a leggy blonde and her father's very rich. Yes. <laughs> Has anybody seen Andrew McCarthy recently? Andrew McCarthy? Mm. No. What? <laughs> uh, what about Rob Lowe? <laughs> Anyone bumped into Rob Lowe lately? Where, where, did, it, where did that come Did you see that film, Mannequin? Where the mannequin actually oh, comes to life. Oh, it was a mannequin joke. The way your brain works, <laughs> Brett Cropley, I I just don't know sometimes. Oh, I, I don't buy it. It's, oh, that's quite late in the show for an auto buyer. It is. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 77. Josh, no. Sunset Brett, Strip. Brett says it every time. Thanks for listening. But this time, really... Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, please, please. I, I really want you to listen next week yep. when it'll be a much better show. <laughs> I promise. If you want to email us, you can. Hooray at boxcutters.net. Also, as we've said many times, check out the blog. Comment on the blog. Tell us what you really think uh, at boxcutters.net. And or you- what you pretend to think. Or what you pretend to think. Mm. Quite frankly, we don't care. Mm. The uh, I mean, or, we, care, or- we care about what you think. We just don't care which of those you choose. Yeah. Or what you think people would want you to think yeah we're happy for you to do what you want that's what we're saying yes not that we don't care we care a lot mm. but we just want you to do anyway boxcutters.net that's where <laughs> you need to go also check out the superstore of love and pick up a nice box cutters mug for yourself uh i started a new job just this like week. the one you have here that's a coke can brett no but we've all got the mugs people well, watching the video podcast will see that clearly there Cheers. is no video podcast you can see there's the camera Anyway, I'm going to need a new mug, and uh, and a box cutter's mug would go fine in the office. That's all I'm saying. Until next week, my name is... Oh, wait. I also want to say thanks to 3RRR, whose students we use for recording this podcast each and every week. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I continue to be Brett Crubley. Thanks. For listening to Box Cutters, catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. I I would also like to apologise.